Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast, where we talk about how to teach swimming, how to become a better swimming instructor, or how to train your staff to become better at swimming instruction. This is episode number 26, Using Imagery to Teach Swimming. My name is Jeff, and I'm your host for today. Let's get started. Today we're talking about using imagery to teach swimming. Now, what does this mean, and why is this an important thing? Now, I referenced in the last podcast the Effective Teaching PDF, which is made available to you through the Sport Performance Consultants at USA Swimming. If you type into any search engine, USA Swimming or USA Swimming Effective Teaching, you'll find this PDF file. And I'll include a link to it in the show notes. Now, this is on page um, page 15. It's a very simple uh, slide. It just says imagery. Use evocative image-filled phrases and instructions. Now, this is part of the portion of how do you teach something new? And there's a lot of science that goes behind this, and I'll include some of those books that go into it, uh, but like mindfulness and uh, the 52 key steps to um, talent, and I'm butchering the name of that, that book, but uh, imagery and using evocative image, filled phrases, and instructions produce better results. Now, if you've ever heard any of the uh, memory palace people or the memory competitions, you know, the people that can memorize the phone book in, a, in just a quick read-through, uh, maybe not quite as, as detailed as that, but, you know, who can memorize certain numbers and, and events for a long sequence, uh, they do this by utilizing this tool called the Mind Palace. And specifically what they do is they think of a place that's very familiar to them, and then they use images to store information. So the idea is if you're in a house, if you're in your own house, and the first thing you need to do in the morning is to brush your teeth, you know, maybe you would imagine on your nightstand a giant toothbrush running around in circles being chased by a can of toothpaste. You know, and then that ludicrous, crazy image is going to remind you, oh, you know, I need to brush my teeth every morning. So when you wake up, you know, your mind palace is the exact replica of your house. You, in your mind, you see the uh, toothbrush being chased by the, the toothpaste, and you think to yourself, oh, that's right, I have to brush my teeth. Now, when we're teaching swimming and we're teaching uh, young people how to swim, this is an important tool because we want to connect with them on an image basis. We want to give them uh, a description of the skills that we're doing using images. Now, this is actually one of the, the improvement points of the Swimming Ideas podcast and the Swimming Ideas um, lesson plans is because they're not very image focused. They're much more uh, focused on getting information to you about how to become a better swimmer or a better swim instructor. And the language that you can use is very specific uh, because we want to have very specific physical body motions attached to them. Now, what we want to do is we want to add to that. Now, we don't just want to do a front glide. We want to say, all right, put your hands out in front of you, put your face in the water, push off to me like a giant carrot stick. Okay, because we're using an evocative image filled with um, instructions. Or we want to say, 
you know, pretend like you're a celery stick getting pushed across the front of the pool. You know, do that to me. Uh, but in order to do that, put your face in the water, put your arms out in front of you, and then push off like a celery stick. Or, you know, you're lifting your head up, so you're a mutant celery stick. You know, do you want to be a lumpy celery? No. You know, you want to be a real celery stick, you know, nice and smooth, so put your head down. You know, keep your head down when you're doing your front glides. You know, don't be a mutant celery stick or a, or a bumpy carrot. Nobody likes those. Uh, so, you know, we want to use imagery. We want to use fantastical, crazy phrases to fill the minds of our swimmers and to let them associate things in a creative and fun way that may be dry and boring material. Now, we can get them to do their front glides by just repeating the same things. You know, put your face down, put your head down, push your arms out in front of you, push off to me. You know, we can get there with that, but it might not be as easy. We might get better results if we take advantage of this concept of using images to store information. Now, the idea behind this is that our human brains are much better at processing and storing information if it's done in an image or if it's done in a crazy, outlandish, ridiculous fashion. Now, a, a carrot being pushed off through the water with the green leaves spinning in the background like the kick to make it move is a crazy idea. And that's why it works. All right, so uh, personally, I really enjoy doing this. I really enjoy coming up with creative and weird ways to describe swimming and different swimming skills. Uh, and maybe that's because I have a background in education. Uh, I was briefly in college to be in education. And I also have a degree in English literature and poetry and uh, short stories and novels. You know, explicating those things, taking them apart and putting them back together, trying to find meaning in them is what I thought I wanted to do with my life. And, uh, and, and I love it. I enjoy that very much. But a lot, a big part of that is imagery. What images in these words actually have significance and you know maybe it's just a matter of uh, so words and images are really exciting to me personally so I get a lot of pleasure out of thinking up ridiculous and crazy ways to describe some of the mundane things we do in swim lessons uh, which is why I might have been pretty good at creating games uh, because it's not just a kickboard and toys that we're playing you know we're on we're on a pirate ship this kickboard is a pirate ship and we're gonna go uh, you know, sink that other kickboard, steal their treasure, their toys, and then, uh-oh, a hurricane's going to come, me, and we're going to capsize the pirate ship, the kickboard, and all the toys are going to fall into the water, and now we have to go collect them because we're pirates and we want to have, you know, our treasure back. And now it's strewn all about the shallow end. You know, that that's, that's a fun game because we're, and I talked about this before in... Uh, using your imagination in swim lessons, but you want to have um, you want to create these images with crazy, outlandish, ridiculous circumstances uh, and images to to get where you want. So the last podcast number twenty five, purposeful practice. We want to have purposeful practice, but we want it to be fun and retained. So to retain this information, to make it a purposeful practice. You know, we want to get there sideways. We want to approach it from a, a way that they that's not being dictated to our students. We want to have, you know, we want to say, be a carrot and see the streamlined position without them actually realizing that I'm, you know, I'm also doing locking my thumb, squeeze my ears, looking down. 
but I'm pretending to be like a carrot and carrots are pointy and straight and strong. You know, they're not soggy and floppy like like cooked noodles. You know, if you push on a noodle, it doesn't go anywhere. But if you push on a carrot, it's going to be launched straight ahead. And we want them to be like carrots or celery sticks or cucumbers or eggplants or, you know, and you can engage our swimmers to say, well, what do you want to be? What kind of person are you going to be when, what are you going to turn into when you do your front glide? You know, we want to have these evocative, memorable, image-filled phrases and instructions. Give clear instructions, but also associate it with an image so it's more easily retained. Uh, here's another example. Uh, we're going to do breaststroke, and you're going to do one stroke of IY scoop and shoot with the breath. And then when you get get back into position 11, do your breaststroke kick and do that over and over until you get to the other side of the pool. But when you're kicking, I want you to pretend like you're a surfboard and someone is pushing you on the back of your surfboard. And that's what your kick is going to be. Your kick is going to be the push of you, the surfboard. So pretend that you're a surfboard every time that you do your kick and try to launch yourself forward and ride a wave that your kick is going to create. Now, our goal with that is twofold. We want the kick to drive the movement, but we also want the body to be engaged in a position 11 position and not just floating, flopping like a wet noodle and the kick not producing any forward motion. You know, we want to have the arms, you have the IY scoop and shoot with the breath. That's great. But then we want to get back in position 11, maintain that good body line, and like a surfboard shooting through the water, we want the kick to drive the body forward. And if we call it a surfboard or if we call it a carrot or if we call it a, you know, whatever you want to call it, a toilet paper roll, which is crazy, especially with kids. You know, that's a, what? That's crazy. You'll get a bunch of laughs, but they'll remember it. And then they're going to attempt to do that during their swim, during their activity, during their game. So we want to use imagery. We want to use crazy, wild words that are connected to an image in order to teach how to swim. So a lot of things that I've talked about so far doing this are things about streamline because they're really easy. Carrot stick, celery stick, uh, you know, toilet paper roll, toilet paper uh, holder, uh, paper towel, uh, pencil, pen, you know, ruler, the, the list goes on and on, pole. You know, and you can give your swimmers the opportunity to come up with what they want to do for any given activity. When you're giving instructions, you can say, uh, one of the games that we recently played was Exploding Frog. Now, yes, that's crazy, an exploding frog. Now, you can think of it in two ways. Either the frog itself is exploding out of the water, or there's a frog sitting on the bottom of the pool, and there's an explosion that launches the frog into the air. You know, it, that's a crazy thing. That's, that's an absolutely nutty thing to think about. But when you're in the shallow end and you get down in a little froggy position and then you leap forward and do a butterfly stroke and then do a kick in the air, that's a really cool drill. And the name is awesome. Exploding frog. Like, that's exciting. So, And then that ridiculous image, that, that crazy exploding frog image, has a great um, thing associated with it so that our swimmers will remember that drill. And they'll remember the, the, the intent behind it, which is, uh, to really engage in the arm stroke during the, the butterfly stroke. Really fling those arms around you as you're doing it. Uh, I have a few more things here that I, I wanted to share about uh, imagery. Um, and there are some things that we did yesterday in practice. 
immediately after having the sports consultant come out, uh, we did these things. We did carrot kick. So become a carrot when you do your breaststroke kick and ride the kick. We did giraffe neck freestyle. So you want to have a long neck while you're doing your freestyle, even when you breathe. Try to keep it long like a giraffe or like a brontosaurus. And then we combined that and called it a brontoraffe or a giraffosaurus. You know, keep your neck really long. And, and our swimmers really love that. They got a good, good thing out of that. And then the third thing that we did to make it a very visual image was a trampoline soldier. So we've talked about soldier position before with your arm, your shoulders back, hands by the side, neck long, body straight. But we wanted to do bobs, but we didn't just do, call them bobs. We call them trampoline soldiers. So pretend like you're an army of soldiers and you're jumping on trampolines going up and down in the water. Now that's a much more vivid image than saying do 10 bobs. You know, do 10 trampoline soldiers and every fifth jump, do a flip. And then you have soldiers on trampolines doing flips. You know, that, that, that crazy imagery here really gives and speaks to our swimmers in a way that connects the skill to an image that makes it more memorable and engages in their uh, purposeful practice. So if I say to a swimmer, you know, keep your neck long, make sure that it's long, you know, they might do that for a little bit, but then they're going to get bored and distracted and they're not going to attempt it as much. But if I say, I want you to be a brana giraffe or a giraffosaurus, uh, like a brontosaurus and a giraffe, keeping your neck long while you're swimming, then it becomes much easier because there's the enjoyment out of that image, which is ridiculous. You know, I'm a, I'm a giraffe, but but to maintain that isn't as difficult because it's not I'm not keeping my neck straight. I'm pretending that I'm a giraffe, you know, and that's really more exciting than doing that. So, so we want to use these tools, these image tools, to kind of get to where we're going uh, in a creative and exciting way, in, in a way that connects visually with our swimmers. Or if we're working on butterfly, we can call it body dolphin, or we can call it as, you know, worm, like inching like a worm through the water, you know, moving the body up and down. What does a worm look like? What does a, a dolphin look like through the water? We want our body to be like a dolphin moving through the water. So we want to use these tools uh, to give more meaning and emphasis on our instructions. Now, that doesn't say we want to confuse our swimmers with these words. We want to make it clear that here's the motion that we're talking about. Here's the dry, you know, dull directions that we have, uh, you know, listed out. But we also want to creatively call them something while still retaining the, the information from what they actually are. So, for example... You know, when we do our streamline, it's lock your thumb, squeeze your ears, look down, and keep your body straight and push off underwater. You know, those are all things that we're looking for, and we need to say those things because they're important to mention. But we should also say, you know, do all these things, and what'll help is think of yourself as a pencil and make yourself like a pencil doing these three things. And then our, our streamline is going to be a better streamline because it's associated with another image. I'm interested to think, uh, to hear what you think about this. You know, this is a little shorter podcast for today, but, you know, what trampoline soldier skills have you come up with uh, to creatively talk about swimming and swim lessons? Now, we do some of this in our swim lesson program and our lesson plans. Uh, there are games and activities and skills directed purposefully for practice, you know, towards an endpoint. 
but we don't go into this full, you know, you're a carrot, you're, you're a celery stick, you're this, you're a bouncing tramp, you know, you're a trampoline soldier. We don't really go into those details because I want you to think about those different associations. So what can you say to connect with your swimmers in your locale? You know, it's going to our everyone's cultural identity or cultural understanding of what's what a carrot is. Maybe not everyone has carrots. You know, maybe you have um, eggplants or, you know, who knows? You know, those specifics are going to be different for each person. So, you know, I don't want to fill our lesson plans with these vivid, evocative images too much because I want you to have the opportunity to come up with them on your own. And we can give you the tools, the the pictures that show you what they should look like, the scripts to show you, you know, how you can specifically use language to get a desired result. Uh, but using these images, and these images are fantastic if you engage in them, are motivated to use them. You know, so use crazy, ridiculous images, and the more ludicrous and out insane outlandish they are, the better the retention is going to be. Let me know what you use. My name is Jeff. You can connect with me on email jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com or you can connect with me on Twitter at swimmingideas and I'd like to hear from you. You know, what do you what do you use? What is your trampoline soldier skill? What is your carrot getting shot through a cannon skill? You know, what what are your crazy outlandish things to describe different parts of of swimming? You know, you can use rocket ships, you can use blast-offs, you know, there are all these different things that you can use to kind of get you to the same place. Uh, and I want to know what yours are. And if you found this helpful, uh, definitely check out our Swimming Lesson Instructor uh, training workbook. It is on sale right now. And check out our um, lesson plans because they're filled with ways to train your staff and to get your swim lessons pointed in the same direction to something purposeful. All right, thank you very much for spending your time with me today. Uh, I do appreciate the uh, interest that you have in both the podcast, and if you enjoy it, leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, or if you don't, leave me a review on iTunes. Let me know what you don't like about it. Uh, and, you know, thanks again for listening. You know, I really appreciate the effort and the time that you take uh, listening to me talk about swim lessons. Uh, I, I definitely do this for your sake so you can have a better experience both with your staff and with your swimmers. All right, take care. Thanks.